Those other podcasts keep telling the same old stories over and over. Nobody cares about the swerve, bro. We provide you with new content. Now this is fucking entertainment. TMB Studios. It's what you want. What's up, everybody? This is the Cowboy James Storm, and you're listening to SWN, Stoball Wrestling Network. And if you're not, sorry about your damn luck. Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with the one and only Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWN podcast, right here exclusively on TMB Studios. Thank you so much for joining us here this evening on the podcast. I hope you all are doing well out there. I know it seems cliche at this point to say that, but I hope you're all being safe. You're all being protected. You're all trying to figure out how we're going to get through all of this pandemic stuff. There's just so much going on, and hopefully I can provide some distraction for you uh, this evening. Talking, of course, about my favorite thing in the world, professional wrestling. And speaking of distractions, and it's the biggest distraction of them all, I got to bring in (laughs) the the man, the myth, the might be a legend. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Or he might just be, or he might just be history's great tragedy. He is the one and only (laughs) Chris. Motherfucking Dickens, Chris. What is going on? Well, the only reason why I'd be a distraction is because if I walk into a full room of ladies, I'm the biggest dick in the room. Um, <laughs> if I am history's greatest tragedy, it's because God wept after he made me. Not because I am like the worst thing on the planet, but because he knew he finally got perfection. See, this is why you never made it in professional wrestling. You could not come back worth shit. No. (laughs) However, my ego's big enough that I should be signed to WWE. What's going on? And yes, I do have a big ego. I don't give a shit. I'm going to have a big ego to the day I die. And it's going to kick off just like this because my ego goes right along with my shtick. What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? It's Chris Dickens back once again with the Stovo Wrestling Network. Right alongside Caleb Stovall. And yeah, it's going to be a great episode. We've got some stuff to talk about. And I'm going to hand it right back over to Caleb because I'm going to have a faint episode because I just ran out of breath. <laughs> Jesus. You sure it's not because you're out of shape. That's that could be too. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm 240-something pounds, and it's all in beer gut. <laughs> I'm working on it, though. Because he has a sad life. Well, I mean, anyway. I, I, I look like Steve Austin after he left the WWE and stayed at home for a couple of weeks, months, years. You have no idea what you're talking about at this point. So I'm just going to have, uh, I'm just going to help you out there. Yes, we've got some stuff going on here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And of course, you can check out SWM wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Yes. And as well as some other ones yes, that uh, I didn't even know existed. I will be announcing it, but we are on Stitcher. I've had some people ask about Stitcher. We are on Stitcher, folks. Finally there. 
And uh, I will be announcing a couple other podcast providers that have picked this up and uh, have been uh, gracious enough to air the content. And uh, we'll be announcing that real soon online. Just keep a lookout for that. We've got a whole lot in store, but that's not the time nor the place for it, is it? Well, I guess not. If you say so, Mr. TNB Studios. <laughs> I say so. I'm the boss. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad he makes more money than any of you. Anyway, so. not now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yes, uh, let's not waste any more time. Then let's go ahead. Let's talk about my favorite subject in the world. I swear to God, if this does not fucking put that in. I will blasphemous okay. his ass straight okay. to hell. Okay, so if anybody's been paying attention for the past couple of weeks, <laughs> I have been actually playing a little trick on Mr. Stovall here. <laughs> And uh, he swears up and down that I was playing a trick. This is the excuse he's going to use to cover his ass. <laughs> that is so bullshit. That, hey, I said I have an ego and I have the ability to tell a story. That makes me a professional wrestler. <laughs> a very sucky one, but nonetheless. Twitter! <laughs> What's he going to do? You can't enter TMB Studios without a mask. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the last two weeks, you all know about the infamous wrestling part from uh, ECW and WWE's uh, favorite um, advocate, Paul Heyman, that we usually air right there before we can. I think that's Brock Lesnar's. Ah, he's advocate. an advocate. Brock Lesnar's not in WWE anymore, so he's just an advocate for nothing. Uh, <laughs> and he still is an advocate for Brock Lesnar. He handles his shit yeah, in UFC. Everybody knows him as an advocate. They don't care if it's Brock Lesnar, ECW's owner, WWE's bitch, whatever. He's Paul Heyman. <laughs> anyway. Over the course of the last two weeks, if anybody paid attention for at least a day, the episode was on there without that infamous slogan, and I would get a text message from Mr. Stovall here, YOU FORGOT THE MOST IMPORTANT PART! <laughs> Fucker! <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll, I'll add it back in when I get home. Okay, everything's cool. We recording later? <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, yes. this man changes dates more than an old grandma. If I ever get dates. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways. This is the closest I get to having a date, folks. Stovall in the middle of a studio recording. That just did it not just sound the right. Various of lows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, let me take back control yeah, of take my back, show. Take back control of your show Anyways. on my network. <laughs> I'm the boss, goddammit. Anyways. All right, Daniel Main. Well... You know, remember who your first producer was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went off the rails. Way off the rails. Oh, my God. We anyway. went back in. Anyways. Oh, my Lord. Anyways. I didn't look that shit. <laughs> right. So, anyways. Uh, but, yes, uh, let's talk about some professional wrestling going on. It's some interesting news that I saw happen. And it might not be like earth shadowing news or anything like or earth shattering, Shattery. I should say. It's gonna cover the entire planet. Well, okay, anyways. Like, but anyways, okay. like uh yeah. I I saw this happen on YouTube and it also showed up on my on my podcast like, or on my Spotify where I listen to all my podcasts. And um no, that wasn't a plug to Spotify. Give me money Anyways. <laughs> um anyway. We're better than Joe Rogan. 
Yeah, right. Okay, anyways. But, uh, yeah. So, on my podcast and on AEW's YouTube, they had eighty a special edition of 83 Weeks where Conrad Thompson, of course, hosted it. And Eric Bischoff was on it as well. And guess who they interviewed? Who? Mr. Tony Khan. Wow. So Eric Bischoff finally meets Tony Khan. In wow. front of the world. Wow. And you know that more came out of that, obviously. There had to be something there. Well, um, yes, because uh, apparently it was a last-minute setup. Um, Tony Khan really wanted to promote Fight for the Fall and more. Yeah. So he asked Conrad Thompson if he could do it on 83 Weeks because he was an Eric Bischoff fan. And the first thing that he mentions to Eric Bischoff is he goes, I would be remiss, Eric, if I didn't talk to you about this article that wrote a story about me in AEW and they took something I said out of context and seemed like they were trying to stir something up. He goes, I praised WCW. I praised it through 95 and 98 because those were the best years of wrestling I had ever seen. And he said it was 99 and 2001 I was talking about. And he goes, well, yeah, those weren't great years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got all that squared away, but they were talking about, like, like he asked him WCW questions. They talked about AEW. They previewed the Fight for the Fallen um, fight card. And also... Eric Bischoff was giving Tony Khan nothing but praise for the way he shoots his show. Apparently, and apparently, uh, this is what Eric Bischoff said. He said that while he was in WWE, because he was in WWE when AEW launched, yeah. and while he was in WWE, he would have himself and the writers of SmackDown watch Dynamite. Wow, that says a lot. Yeah, so apparently he was telling him, like, while he was watching it, that, like, he loved the way his, his stuff felt live. He loved the way the arenas were shot and all this other stuff. And apparently it was, like, what sometimes he tried to get done in WWE, but, of course, in WWE, the writers don't know their head from their ass at this point. And it's all filmed one certain way because it's Vince McMahon's vision, not well, anybody else's. But that's a problem when you have one man's vision. Because then everything is the same. Yeah. And that's the problem with WWE right now. But that's a different story. But they were previewing Fight for the Fallen, and it's a great interview, man. Like, it was amazing. It was very surreal because, did you know this? At the age of 37, both Tony Khan and Eric Bischoff got on TNT with a wrestling show that they produce. No, that, that's that's surreal, actually. Yes. Think of that. Yes. Wow. At the age of 30, Eric Bischoff was 37 when Nitro was launched on TNT. He was, now obviously he was about 35 or maybe 34 when he took over uh, as, as president of WCW. But at the age of 37 was when Nitro launched, and same thing for Tony Khan with Dynamite. Wow. And Tony Khan straight up admitted, he, he's, like, he's like, I take a lot of the ideas that WCW did in, those, in that first stage of Nitro from 95 to 98. 
mostly he says 96 though, but 96 through 98, he's like, he's like, yeah, I blatantly steal from y'all sometimes because that was my favorite era in wrestling. And he didn't even mention the Attitude Era. Wow. Or anything like that. So he was a WCW fan. Well, I mean, a lot of fans, The uh, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, your time in professional wrestling didn't begin until about 95, 96, when Nitro aired the birth of the NWO. You know, you, you grew up with that. You really yes. didn't get into WWF until 97, 98, when they got edgier. And most of the people who were watching that were young teen uh, guys. Because that was our stuff. Yeah, and it was obviously... And here's the thing. Tony Khan said, I'm not trying to sell to the kids. You know, like, I'm trying to sell to the 18 to 40-year-old demographic. Exactly. So when anybody tells him that NXT won in the ratings, he's like, he's like, you're not seeing what I won, though, and which is what the advertisers want. Exactly. It's like old school WWF, you know, they had the Bud Light commercials. They had all those... Uh, commercials that were adult-oriented uh, products. Now they're advertising, you know, wrestling figures and toys and USA shows. Like, who doesn't want to advertise Cannonball? But I don't even know what that show's about. But it's anyways. basically like Wipeout, but it has the Miz sitting there with his real name. Mike Mazanin. Mike Mazanin. Yes. <laughs> okay. He literally did uh, a disco dance on the first episode. It was funny. So okay, well, all but, right then. But uh, but it's funny when that's more entertaining than the actual product it came from. Um, but AEW, of course, their advertisers are TNT based advertisers. We know drama. TNT makes no bones about that. Their demographic is an older audience. Yes, it is, especially so, with the drama shows that they had and with the NBA. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. let's face it, the same type of commercials that show up for the NBA are the same commercials that play on AEW as well. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, and Tony Khan said it that, like, he told Eric, he was like, it was a hard sell to sell Dynamite to TNT. I didn't, like, it wasn't a for sure deal, and he said the first deal that he signed with TNT, you know, it wasn't that great, but... Then he showed them that it could work, and they were, and that's why they signed him on for, you know, another three years, and he got a better deal out of it, which yeah. is what you're supposed to do when you're a TV show. Exactly. But yet every, but yet, yeah, they're doing everything wrong. What more can they do? And see, the benefit that Tony Khan has over an Eric Bischoff is Eric Bischoff's promotion with WCW was owned, was owned by, by Turner. Turner Networks. Tony Khan owns AEW. He has to answer to what the network has to, you know, for him. But ultimately, it's his choice on the creative part. Well, aspect. exactly, exactly. And, dude, he even says it. He said that he has been writing Dynamite as a kid for years. Like, he started writing it as a kid and would write stuff in high school and shit like that. I don't know anyone in this business who has ever done that. I don't even think James Kitchens did that. I didn't know anyone worth credit in this business. Wow. <laughs> okay, folks, I raised my hand and he made that statement. Okay? I used to write bookings. I'm just yes. I used to write bookings <laughs> sitting um, at the lunch table in high school at Harlem High, go Bulldogs. And, <laughs> you know, 
that's how AWF came to be. Now, granted, AWF had a lot of good matches in it, including your match with uh, JC the George Boy, Justin Chambers. I was about to uh, say he was Chambers. Yeah, what, at that what, point. Whatever, whatever he went by at that and time. He was but he, he had the most Georgia accent <laughs> you could ever. Nobody <laughs> said our gimmicks were perfect. But, he was a fucking Canadian. I but, was like, why? Guys, people watched our programming. People watched it online. People got into it. And I still get asked to this day, why haven't we started back up? So I did that. So I understand the creative aspect behind a Tony Khan because when you're like that, you're sitting there and these ideas keep pouring in your head and pouring in your head and pouring in your head. You could watch something on TV. You could hear a song. You could see something that just triggers it. And then you got to jot it down. Mm-hmm. So... That, you know, I applaud him for that because that just shows how much of a creative mind Tony Khan really has. And it shows you that he's always wanted to be in the professional wrestling business. It's just, you know, other focuses in life happen. And now he is able, and now he's in the perfect position because now he yeah. actually has money. And that's the problem with a lot of wrestling promotions is they don't have the money. They don't have the financial backing that they need to put on a full production like that, to put on live TV cameras, to do all of this right. stuff. Right. So, you know, that that's why a lot of wrestling promotions don't even get off the ground, and it takes them years to get off the ground. Yeah, and he, he's able to do it in one year. He could have easily started off small like any other promotion, go to small buildings, small production, put his stuff online on YouTube, or, or even, you know, networks that nobody gets. Uh, <coughs> pop. Uh, but, I mean, he didn't have he didn't do that. He jumped right into the mainstream. He got the mainstream stars when he pulled everybody from... Fascination uh, America! Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he got the mainstream stars. Everybody knew. Kenny Omega, Sinclair. Cody. Wow. Yeah, definitely Sinclair. I don't know anybody around here that gets Sinclair Broadcasting. Not Nobody in Georgia. does. They get half their damn views online. We're talking about ROH. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was smart about it. He, he had the money. He had the means. He went for the talent he wanted. He went for the network he wanted. Too many chair shots today, Chris. Yeah, I keep repeating myself over and over again. <laughs> I keep repeating myself over and over again. It's a problem. Did that or you just don't say anything? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, AEW is doing is still doing some really big things even through the pandemic. They've managed to, you know, fight their way through it. He even asked him about the TNT championship idea and he was just like, "Yeah, that's actually like a good way to like, you know, work with your brand basically or mm-hmm. brand with your your like TV company and stuff like that." He just said, you know, he hopes that you know, there's not a lot of belts like WWE has where it gets convoluted and stuff like that, which is what a lot of places do as well. Impact Wrestling had that same problem. They still, still have do. that same problem, to be quite honest. How can you have a world championship for Impact and still carry the old company's championship belt at the same time? I don't know, and we'll have to get into that a little bit here in a minute. But, yeah, AEW Fight for the Fallen, and it's actually going on as we're recording and stuff like that, so I'm pretty sure I'll go over the results next week uh, on this program and stuff like that because we got John Moxley versus the Machine Brian Cage, who has Taz, who is cutting some of the best promos he's cut in years. And he just gave him the uh, FTW championship as well. Yes, yes, yes. I did see that. I saw that last week, actually. I pointed that out to you. Yeah, and a lot of people were wondering why, you know, AEW was able to pull that off, considering that that was an ECW 
uh, belt. Because it's what? Taz. It's Taz's belt. No company really owns that belt. Taz made that belt. Taz brought that belt in. It wasn't copywritten to ECW. It's his. That's how he's able to do it. Yeah, in fact, the first copy of the FTW was like an old WWF belt, actually, and then yeah. he just put up Shopee and stuff like that, and he just put like a bunch of tape that said FPW, and then he, uh, I'm sorry, FTW, yeah. he, put, <laughs> he put up FTW on it, and then he made himself the real belt and stuff like that, and then like, you know... Sabu ended up beating him for it, and then just with a sharpie wrote Sabu on the belt because <laughs> it had Taz on it. So, but yeah, um, they've still got some stuff doing, and apparently, Sonny Kiss is making some headways, and, and he is going to fight for the. I did say that right, uh, did I not? Yeah, I hope so. Okay, well, well, well no. I hope so. <laughs> but anyways, um. Yeah, it's going to be Sonny Kiss versus Cody Rhodes for, or Cody, Cody. for the TNT Championship. They don't own the right to the name yet. Yeah, I know, right? Even they still say it on TV all the fucking time. They do. They do. It happens all the time. But how can you not? Like, you can't. <laughs> it's just his name. Anyways, but yeah, I'm looking forward to what AEW is doing. And again, if you have not heard this interview with Eric Bischoff and Tony Khan, please do it because... Conrad Thompson even addresses the rumor that there's going to be a second show that is going to be launched soon on or with AEW on, I it might be a Turner Network or it might be something else. And uh, he said, well, there's nothing set in stone right now or anything like that. You know, we're still mauling ideas. And then, and then he asked him about how Thunder came about, did Tony Khan to Eric Bischoff. And Eric Bischoff told him, he's like, well, he's like, I had a gun pointed to my head and said, you're going to launch a second show. And, you know, he really wishes that to this day he would have gone up to Ted and said, hey, man, I can't do this second show. They're cutting our budget. We can't pay for it. And two, you're going to dilute the products. We're going to lose view because... It again, it ended up seeming like the same show, which mm -hmm. is interesting because I'm just like, well, how's it not going to be the same show if you've got the same people? Yeah, exactly. And what? And didn't we all look at it as a continuation of Nitro? Basically. So I don't get, sometimes I don't get that, you know? If they were going to do a show, a secondary show, if AEW was going to do a secondary show, uh... An extension of Dark would be great. Well, actually, he said it's only going, like, he said if we do launch a second show, it's only going to be an hour. It's yeah. not going to be two hours. There is still going to be live wrestling on it and stuff like that, but it's only going to be an hour or so. So he doesn't know, obviously, and I don't think there's anything set in stone, but that's obviously a rumor, and they've probably mauled the idea over in their head or something like that so we'll have to see and another thing aew is doing which they just advertised which is they're launching their exclusive toy line their brand new exclusive action figures of aew stars and it's coming exclusively to walmart That's august 3rd which correct me if i'm wrong is better than wwe's deal with kmart yeah, considering that you can't really find a Kmart anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they still Walmart, have that. They have an online store. 
Everything's usually And by the way, out. they still sell the figures at Walmart, so yeah. I, I don't quite, un, I don't know. Usually it's just repeats of, like, uh, Sasha Banks, AJ Styles, and we're... Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah, I haven't seen much of their items and stuff like that. No. Definitely not as much as you would see, like, at Toys R Us well, or some well, shit well, like well, that. Well, you go to Target and you can actually find the, the replica World Championship belt for 99 bucks. Um, yeah. like the actual big size, but you can't find that at Walmart. You can find toy ones though for twenty one ninety nine. You can at some WalMarts. I've seen them at some WalMarts. I haven't seen them all. Like I went shopping for uh, my friend Aaron Kemp's uh, son, and I was gonna get him. I was gonna get him two wrestling figures, and then uh, Aaron was like, "Well, he doesn't have a wrestling ring," so I was like, "Okay, well, I'll get him a wrestling ring too, and just let him be happy." So yeah. like. I got him a wrestling ring, but it took me going to, like, three different Walmarts yeah. to find it. I was like, good God, like, what the fuck, like, so... Yeah, their toy section's very small when it comes to the action figures for uh, wrestling. It is. It, it really is. It's even, it's even small for Power Rangers. Yeah, it is. As well. And I'll probably talk about that on my other show, Power Rangers Go Podcast, uh, featuring Quentin Ficklin, the superhero homie Q. I'm getting way off track. But anyways. Yeah, the uh, ace of the morphing grid. Yes. Anyways. Here you're uh, talking Chris Dickens, the ace of uh, actually taking the bump. <laughs> the ace of everything, the ace of nothing. Wow. <laughs> anyways. But, uh, yeah, a lot of good things still happening for AEW, and, um, yeah, like, and also, it's also, apparently, some NWA folks are going to AEW as well, Yeah, Chris. we already saw Ricky Starks. Yes. And, and Tony Khan actually made it perfectly clear, Ricky Starks had a tryout match. Before, you know, he even got done with the match, he already had, in his head, he's done, he signed. And he's already started working on a, a plan for Ricky Starks, uh, an actual story for Ricky Starks uh, going into AEW. Well, I'm sure he um, is. But uh, who else did we... Uh, Ziggy Dice uh, was said to be leaving. And that's a big one for them because he just won their TV title. That is huge. That so, is very huge. And he was looking to be like... Probably a major heel there in NWA. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a big one. Thunder Rosa, I know, is still under contract with NWA, so she's going to stay. And Allison Kay said that she is still staying. And I believe, uh, what's his face? Eli, Dr I'm Eli. sorry. Eli Drake! Yeah. <laughs> huh? Let me, <laughs> Let me talk to you. Let me holler at you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I had to trigger you to say it somehow. <laughs> Let, Let me set it in sync <laughs> so it worked perfectly. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Give I me already a, gave you one. There's give no me more another left. one. They're <laughs> all out. <laughs> anyways, drink them all. Well, then good, because now he's going to be hot as fuck. Yeah, in you drink like them all like James Storm was drinking that beer that one time in that promo. <laughs> What's that? No. No, e Eli Drake actually came out and cut a promo and, like, acted. I don't know if he was acting or if he was, like, just piss-ass drunk, but he was definitely drunk as fuck during this thing. And he had, like, a bottle of wine, too. And, what, what? I, and I just sat there. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I I'm talking about the one where they had, uh, you know, the question mark out there and all, and uh, James Storm goes, what sound does Interrupted Cow make? Uh, Moo! <laughs> and then he like goes up, yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! 
they're piss poor drunk off their head. Karate! <laughs> anyway. I don't care who you are. That's probably one of the best best uh, Mark gimmicks ever. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Anyways, but apparently, like, there's a, there's still a lot of people staying with NWA. So, I mean, and they're planning on making a resurgence again <laughs> at some point. Um, I don't know when, but... Um, yeah, they, they've still got stuff going on, but AEW right now is still pushing along through, and they're still making a lot of headways and stuff like that. And um, we've also got some events coming up, uh, and it will probably be going on as you are hearing this or something like that. But we're going to preview, coming up next, Extreme Rules and anniversary coming up, so don't go anywhere. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network right here exclusively on TMB Studios. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Chatter City. Ladies and gentlemen, Chatter City is wound up. We are back. We have been absolutely on fire and ready lay down some heated, maybe some controversial, and really good statements. Now, Forbes is back. We'll get into it. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Take care. Please stay safe. And also, have a blessed rest of your day. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoneball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stoneball Wrestling Network, the SWN podcast. And we have uh, Extreme Rules is happening. Or, Chris, is it Extreme Rules? Is it the horror show of Extreme Rules? Is it Extreme Rules, the horror show? What the fuck is this? Well, considering the fact that it is WWE and the product is really scary right now, it should just be horror show. <laughs> I mean, think about this, okay? At this event that we have advertised is a swamp fight between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, which I guess he's doing the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, not yeah. The Fiend or whatnot. But yet, The Fiend is on the poster for it. Go figure. So, I I don't even know what to say at this point about that. Obviously, this has got to be a cinematic type of matchup. And there's got to be several cinematic matches, I think. Because it's, it's going to be, I know it's the Swamp Fight. And then there's a matchup. Between two great workers, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest of all time. Yes. And they have to, quote-unquote, and this is not this is not me making up shit or someone trying to, like, do innuendo or anything like that. Um, no, this is legit what the thing says. This is the stipulation of the match. It is an eye-for-an-eye matchup. And the way you win is you have to remove your opponent's eyeball from his socket. What did I just say? Yeah. What did I just say? Remove the opponent's eyeball from the socket. I 
still do not, I, I just, I don't know what they are doing at WWE no. anymore. See, socket sounds like suck it, and that's what WWE can do with this whole fucking concept. <laughs> I guess so. What the hell, WWE? AEW's eye for an eye match had nothing to do with that stupid shit. No. This is dumb. No, and they didn't remove someone's eye. They, like, he jabbed a pin in Moxley's eye, mm -hmm. and then Moxley returned the favor to Santana. So, I mean, it's just, that was good. This, I don't know what the fuck, and if this is seriously trying to outdo AEW in this, then go get a fucking life, yeah. WWE. Like, seriously, I, I just, I don't know what to say at this point. I don't even know how to describe what we're, what we might see. I don't even know how to predict this kind of thing. How are you going to shoot that? And if you're PG, why would you put a stipulation where you have to mutilate the person? Which means you have to have blood. There's no way that you can. How are you going to take out someone's eyeball and there's no blood? First, again, how are you going to take out someone's eyeball? <laughs> I just, I don't... And you've reduced two of the best workers in this business. One who is a Hall of Famer for sure, and then one who is one of the best workers in the business currently. Mm -hmm. And you have reduced them to this. I just, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Look, there are things that are ridiculous in wrestling, okay? There's been things that are ridiculous over the years. There's, there's, uh, the bloodbath matchup, where it wasn't a first blood matchup. You had to pour a bunch of liquid onto your opponent, alright? Don't forget the monster truck battle on the roof at Halloween. Okay, Abbey. the monster truck battle on that. You had two Undertakers fighting. You've had all of this other shit. Look, when wrestling has some of the best stuff, like, there's nothing that can beat it. There's nothing on TV. There's nothing on Netflix. There's nothing. But then there's this stuff that you look at this and you go, this is why people hate wrestling. Because there's, a, there's no way as a wrestling fan I could describe this to someone. I, I, could, I couldn't do it. I, I would be like, dude... I don't know. Not even in the UFC do they have this kind of bullshit. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, I just... Even though they have a fighting island now. Yeah, they, they do. They Mortal Kombat. I know, for real. Yeah. But, at least theirs makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this does not... I, I just... Uh, it, it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Why would... All right, okay. I'm starting to think, if Bruce Pritchard is actually sitting in on these ideas... And he goes, that sounds like a great idea, Mr. McMahon. And he walks out the building without going, what the fuck did I just agree to? He probably does. Either that or he's sitting there going, this will make a great episode of what happened. Uh, Something to wrestle with. Get your show straight. <laughs> hey, fuck, I hit a Tony Schiavone mark, okay? It just You didn't even hit a Tony Schiavone mark. You hit a U mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is my network. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, yeah, who in their right mind comes up with this shit? 
I don't know, but this bullshit is rubbing off on me. Yeah, anyway. it's, it's causing an <laughs> allergic reaction. Anyways, I just, I, I don't know what is going on there in WWE. I, I'm going to watch this. Because, for one thing, there's not going to be anything else on, on a Sunday night that's live like that. So, I will watch this. And I want to watch it so that I can see exactly how this is going to work. And then I'm and then I'm going to wait for Monday on Cornette's drive-through and listen <laughs> to him just lose his mind over what he's oh seen. Oh my god! Like I get pissed at him a lot of times for the AEW shit, but this one I'm gonna listen to his ass on this one. This is gonna be it's hilarious. Oh my god! Let me tell you some of the shit I gotta talk about this fucking week. Somebody lost a fucking eye, and guess what? It was CGI! <laughs> That's how that shit's gonna start. It's gonna look like a version of WSX. <laughs> it's going it's shittier. It's going to, at and, least... And without Chris Closs. <laughs> they need a Joey... You know what? If they do this... Oh my god! If they do this... His fucking eye! That I would, just, again, 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 seriously, when, when, when Tyler Black was having all of those matches in ROH, right, mm -hmm. when he was having these classic matches, one with Nigel McGinnis, Daniel Bryan, fucking anybody, Austin Aries, anybody like that, did you ever think years later he'd be like, yeah, man, I'm going to be in the ring with one of my favorite people in the world, one of my idols, and I'm going to have to try to rip out his fucking eye. In fact, it reminds me of that Flamingo rap song I heard on YouTube. I'm going to rip out his fucking eyeball, mother... <laughs> and, and why, I guess I'm having WWE writer's thoughts, do I see, once the match is over, John Cena walking by, hey, you okay? I can't see you. Well, that's my thing. <laughs> I don't know, but Jesus I just I, I'm going to watch this so I can so I can see the absurdity. Because if nothing else, I'm going to be totally entertained by this. <laughs> that actually makes me wonder if that fucker's secretly writing this shit. And nobody's saying a damn word. Hey, you know, he was for Impact Wrestling for a minute. And WWE knows how to keep a secret on shit like that. Just lock him in the fucking closet at the Performance Center, and we'll just ask him about some things. <laughs> Don't let the old man know. That'd be between me and you, Steph. Oh, God. Anyways, but, uh, yeah. I'm going to watch this, and I'm sure all of you will as well, even though I won't be able to do it for long without the crowd, so, like, yeah. I'll probably, like, go to the bathroom or make myself a sandwich or mm -hmm. something like that, or order pizza, I don't know, but... Something. Do something while a lot of the other shit's going on. I am excited to see Drew McIntyre, because Drew McIntyre is awesome, although his championship reign has been horrible, because who's he beating? For that matter, That's what is he? True. What well, does mean, it? What does the title even fucking mean in WWE anymore? Doesn't mean shit. I mean, I think the twenty-four-seven title belt. might have more prestigious for us for all who's tried to fucking go after it. And, and now, that, now the other thing they're trying to do is push Randy Orton wrestling Big Show because now Randy Orton's back to that legend killer shtick. Apparently, with Ric Flair as his manager. 
Yeah, and um, and he's going to fight Big Show apparently on Monday Night Raw, not at the horror show for Extreme for ex- Extreme Rules. I almost say Extreme Championship Wrestling. No, maybe you're giving him too much credit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, extreme Rules, and it's so it's not going to be at that, which is what it should be on. But it's going to be on Monday Night Raw. It's going to be an unsanctioned match. It's going to be even dumb. Dumber, dumber, dumber. The last time they did an unsanctioned match in WWE was actually done well, which was Gargano and Ciampa. And Ciampa apparently is getting pissed off with WWE because he's just like, yeah, they have nothing for me. They, they 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 do not have anything for me right now. So I'm just sitting there just like, how do you not have something for Ciampa, especially down in NXT? And, and, and the easiest of areas to create something. I mean, the guy's basically a brawler. Let him fucking brawl! Can we also have uh, Mauro Ronaldo announce the eye for an eye? Mamma mia! It's an eyeball! <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, but I'm going to watch it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about all of the absurdness when... Um, when the time is right, which will be on next week's podcast. Speaking of a certain Slammiversary is Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen what you did there. <laughs> yes. But uh, some of their stuff, shockingly, makes more sense than that bullshit. Yeah. And the biggest question that they probably have, which, by the way, probably you can't tell me the card because probably what everyone's going to be tuning in for is they're going to be seeing... Who is coming over? Because you know some contracts are expiring then, and they do not have a 90-day compete clause. So their contracts are up now, buddy. Right. So they're so they're appearing at Slammiversary, and we don't know who they are. We know Deanna Perezzo uh, already. She's actually on the card. Yep. She's going to fight Jordan Gracie, and, and, and Jordan brothers. Gracie is amazing, by yes. the way. Yes, she very well is. And the Good Brothers have already been confirmed for Impact, you know. Uh, but the, the biggest one of all right now, and this is surprising, E-C-3. Yeah. He posted another cryptic video. And the one he posted before this was actually the questionable one. Because he took the other three and pieced them together. Well, the other four, actually. Pieced them together. And then underneath it put... What path would you choose? It's true because he also made the statement as well. He said, I'm going to be the biggest star I know I can possibly be. He's tired of being held back and shit like that. And he was not held back whatsoever in Impact Wrestling. They pushed him to the fucking moon, which was obviously a good idea because he was such a good heel at one point. And then he became a really good face for the he company was as well. on the microphone. And, and now, although I still can't get over Josh Matthews going the ass kicking machine, I don't ever want to hear that again. But he might, <laughs> probably will. He had an infatuation with EC3 for some fucking reason. <laughs> he probably said, "The ass kicking machine." I meant the same like, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! It's Josh Matthews for Christ's sake. I know. Remember his is. debut on uh, Tough Enough. <laughs> Anyways, I have Josh Matthews. I'm uh, 24 years old. I think that's a 
He was the worst fucking thing I ever saw. Yeah, but he the was actually... The best thing he ever did was Road Dog being locked in a WWE vault. No, the best thing he ever did was actually in, uh, what was that, Excitement Federation, which was Brian Knobs. Oh. Oh yeah. That uh, I don't even I don't even remember what it was called, but uh, yeah, that was the best thing. But yes, I did. I and I did like that show, that YouTube show. That was that was really funny. Um, that that show that he and Road Dog did. But yeah, so that Slammiversary is going down. Um, which I say this Saturday as we're recording, but it's probably already going on as you're hearing this, or maybe you haven't heard it, or you're just going to check yeah. it out. But we'll talk about it, all the stuff that's going on that, and of course we'll talk about the horror. Isn't that amazing, too, that Slammiversary has their shit going on on a Saturday, and then the WWE has Extreme Rules on Sunday, because yeah, WWE... Yeah, for the fall and Wednesday beforehand. There's a lot of wrestling going on, there that's is. for sure, that's awesome. Surprisingly, because a lot of people are thinking that none of it will be going on during this pandemic, but guys, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Now, wrestling I can't call it WWE wrestling. It's more like, I want to throw him a fucking horror movie. Remove somebody's eyeball. Put him in a swamp bucket. Uh-huh. I don't even know what they're going to do with that. Watch there be, like, watch there be during a, a fight, one of them will fall in a pile of shit. Jesus. <laughs> That's good shit right there! <laughs> WWE and Anytime, anytime you can get... Anytime you have someone taking a dump or pissing or vomiting, Vince loves that shit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Jr. Anyway, <laughs> I can see that I can see the marquee now on it. And now the WWE Network and Charmin present show Extreme Rules. Uh, That's some good shit. Well, remember, folks, it's soft enough. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> shut up. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, so we'll talk about that on next week's episode. I'm gonna get into a little bit of nostalgia when we come back here on TMB Studios. We're gonna talk about some WCW or some WCW as they call it, and then we'll also talk about some ECW. And seriously, if you forget the goddamn wrestling thing on this show in particular, <laughs> I'm going to have fucking Sandman come. No, I better yet. I'm going to have New Jack come and snort a bunch of cocaine and just whip on your ass. Folks, don't forget to watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring Season 3, whenever <laughs> this episode actually does it. <laughs> I whipped the shit out of that boy. And then I got stiff to whip the shit out of the other boy. No. You remember their names? I just remember it was Touch My Ass, that's all. <laughs> no, me and him went and went and drank vodka and smoked weed in the back. Anyway. Wait. <laughs> so you're you're the guy you're you're James Abrams? <laughs> <laughs> no. I actually know what I'm doing. Anyway. Oh! Anyways, we'll be right back here on the Stoveball Wrestling Network before we ruin anything else. It's the SWN Podcast here on TMB Studios. You know, I know it's supposed to be your turn to start talking about this. We got to do this commercial for now. I know we got to do the commercial. You're the one that said that you were going to do the commercial for the podcast. No, no, no. You said you were going to do the commercial. No, you're the one that said that you have the face for radio. Oh, yeah. Well, that ain't what your dad said because your dad said that you have the voice, the, the face that only a dog would love. Oh, that's just brilliant. Yeah, well, you know... 
Who cares who does it? Somebody's got to tell them that 90s nostalgia is airing on TMB. That somebody's got to let them yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to let them know. You I mean, seriously. You don't even nope. talk on the shows. Talk on the freaking radio. Why aren't you talking? Because all, all you have to do is say 90s nostalgia. Catch it exclusively on TMB Studios. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoneball Wrestling Network. On TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and I want to talk about some WCW, WCW real quick. <laughs> um, because uh, World Championship Wrestling, obviously, because Tony Khan was talking with Eric Bischoff, obviously, mm-hmm. and then that got me wanting to watch some WCW when when he was talking about it and praising yeah. it, and you know me, Chris, I was a WCW guy. Yeah. I was. I Before, I, I, WWE was okay to me. It was not as good as WCW, even before the NWO. And, and trust me, I go back and I watch it, I was like, how the fuck did I like some of this shit? But anyway. I mean, WCW was actually... At the time WWF was running, of course, you know, you had your Hulkamania running wild and all that bullshit. But in, in like, 93, 94, 95, when they started to introduce, like, Duke the Dumpster Josie, Doink the Clown, uh, the Gobbledygooker, you know, all that bullshit. That was 92. Whatever, it was still in the 90s. (laughs) Okay, they started getting really fucking dumb. Yeah, they really did. Kind of like they're doing now. Yeah. But WCW was still... One-on-one, man-to-man, hand-to-hand wrestling for championship belts to be the best. It was always that. Yeah, there was some stuff, you know, that was really questionable well, and stuff like that. Like usually the Doomsday Cage. <laughs> the Doomsday Cage. It's RoboCop! Yeah, that too. Well, now, okay, in their defense of RoboCop, yes, everyone said that was a dumb idea. And Bischoff just goes, look. No, actually, it wasn't even Bischoff. It was Jr. who yeah. was working there at the time. He made it very clear. He's like, he's like. By the way, we didn't have a choice in that RoboCop. They didn't ask us if they thought it was a good idea. They said, "This is what you're going to do." And guess yeah, what? We had to do, to do it. Yeah. So it wasn't like it, like nobody wanted to do that, but they had no choice. But then when Bischoff took over. You could really see the growth of WCW starting to develop, Agreed. especially around 94 and 95. They took it out of the, the small arenas. Southern grungy, dimly lit arenas. And put it at Universal Studios. Universal Studios, and they had a great relationship, too, with Disney. It was part of the Disney package deal as well. Mm-hmm. Similar to how Universal Studios did it with TNA back in the day. Yes. And then... Um, and, and, and so you had all of that going on, and then of course the shock heard round the world. the The night that wrestling changed forever, which was in I want to say it was September of 1995 when Nitro was officially launched on the air, and we had for the first time ever two competing wrestling companies on the same night. And the only other time that we had had that was Clash of the Champions at WrestleMania that uh-huh. one time. And that didn't happen all the time, by the way. Clash of the no. Champions did not run up against WrestleMania, but it did that night. Yeah. So, 
And it actually drew better than WrestleMania. And, and actually, to give Bischoff credit where credit was due, he actually played it smart uh, with Lex Luger. Um, when Lex Luger made the debut on Nitro that night for the Mall of America during Sting versus Ric Flair, which yeah. is synonymous with WCW. Right. Uh, and he pulled that coup after Lex Luger had all that big promotion in WWF and, you know, the Lex Express and he's going on tour and this, that, and the other. Yeah, it shocked the world. It was it, it was the best way. You, you introduce a fresh new product to everyone. A lot of people had not seen WCW before. And by the way, they were not preempted by WWE that night because the WWE had the Westminster Dog Show going on on USA and... At the time, they don't do this anymore, by the way, folks. USA now has it to where the dog show goes on before Raw. Yep. But here's the thing. When they when they first launched, the Westminster Dog Show was very popular at the time. People forget that that was a very popular program that USA would get. And so they even told WWE, they were like, we don't care how big Raw gets. This has got to go on in place of it because this is our meal ticket right here. And it was at the time before Raw got led into the Attitude Era and shit like that. But um, when when that happened, Raw was moved to a different night that night. And actually, it wasn't even uh, moved to a night that night. It was moved to just to the very next week. They just did it yeah. the next week. And then WCW launched Nitro on TNT so they had a live program that was uninter that was you know unopposed by Raw mm -hmm. and it was a great show you had Jushin Thunder Liger versus Brian Pillman as the opening matchup name a better way to start there's a program no there's none then you had Sting versus Ric Flair and Lex Luger does the surprise of all and then of course you had at the time the champ Hulk Hogan versus Big Bubba Rogers. Now, you might think, well, that's not a big-time main event, but it doesn't need to be a big-time main event. It's Hulk Hogan. Exactly. And it was from the Mall of America, which I always loved because I was like, that's a different exotic location. I wish people would do that now. Like, I just That was one of the things that always drew me to WCW was they would have like the outdoor locations at times. And they did it at the mall and stuff like yeah, that. Like, I thought that was mall. great. And all through, like, 95, 96... 97, 98, they always found some sort of exotic location. They always went to Sturgis. Um, they always went to Panama City Beach. You know, and they, and they well, also that one been, really kicked off until 96. Yeah, all I'm saying, they, they always did that. They always had the WCW spring break. And, and they always yeah, they there. turned it into like a whole week thing with MTV even involved at mm -hmm. the time. Like they had just a bunch of shit going on. That was when wrestling was really popular. And here's the thing. All right. So Tony Khan mentioned he mostly mentioned 96 through 98 because those are the pivotal years. Those of are wrestling. the hot years. Those are the hot years of professional wrestling for both companies. Mm -hmm. All right. 98 was when WCW and WWE were really neck and neck. The Attitude Era was in full force, obviously, but that was because, you know, WCW just did so well with Nitro and shit like that. But in 98, that was when it really took off to a new level. I remember there were people who didn't even watch wrestling who knew who Goldberg was. 
They knew who Stone Cold Steve Austin was at the time. But they didn't like wrestling or anything like that. But they knew who they were. They and they knew everything it. about them, too. Like, that was just, that was insane. I remember when Goldberg came down here for an autograph. No, actually, it wasn't even just him. It was, it was him. He came on a Saturday, right? So he came on a Saturday. The, I'd never seen the Civic Center packed out. And this wasn't even a wrestling event, mind no. you. This was some auction show that they had down there. And Goldberg was appearing there as a signing. Me and my dad must have waited there for like three hours in that fucking line because it was so damn long. Like, it was insane. And then the very next day, you had Sable come down to that very same show. So they had Goldberg come down here Saturday. He was the champ at the time. And then you had Sable come the very next day. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, it was it was a madhouse. Augusta even said it, like, in the newspaper. They were like, we've never seen a crowd like this. Like, there wasn't even a crowd like that for December to dismember. Which, no. there's obvious reasons why. But... That was how hot wrestling was. Was you had an auction show that didn't it didn't even revolve around wrestling. There was nothing wrestling related down there. And Goldberg appears for an autograph signing, sold the damn thing out, and then Sable comes back the next day, sells sells the exact same. That just says how big professional wrestling was at that time. And that was ninety eight. I remember this. This was nineteen ninety eight. It wasn't nineteen ninety nine or ninety seven. Ninety seven was obviously the best storyline year for WCW. Mm-hmm. Now ninety eight, a lot of people say that that's like their downfall year. I disagree. There's a lot of good shit going on, and even with the Wolfpack, which I don't understand, Chris. Everyone says that the Wolfpack was a bad idea, yet they sold just about as much as the black and white NWO. It was a it was a way to recreate the feel of the atmosphere of two rival organizations going at it. And and it worked. You had the old members of the NWO, the original members, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, and they formed the Wolfpack. Scott Hall was not a part of the Wolfpack. I thought he was at one point. No, he was not. That was when he turned on Kevin Nash. Okay. I, I could have swore he, he was part of it. Okay, so... He was not. Kevin Nash. I know Conan was. Yes. You know, Sting went to it later. Lex Luger. Tomato face. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. He had a tomato face. Which I don't give a fuck what he was said. That's one of my favorite looks for Sting. It is. That was why but I was so excited cool. for him to join the Wolfpack. The, the only one I wish that they would have left out was Luger. <laughs> yeah, Luger didn't make no sense to me. But, I mean, the NWO was cool in 96. It was fresh. It was, you know. But then the NWO Wolfpack comes in. And that song, man, that fucking song was just so catchy. And everybody was walking around doing the whole wolf pack symbol at school. I was about to say, like, like I don't remember it being that bad. Now, I remember it got convoluted. It did. Fuck. Because it, it got really dumb when they went with the LWO. And yeah, then, that one know, that one was stupid. Yeah, like, the LWO, you had Raven's Flock, you had the Wolfpack. You, you had, had too the many NWO. factions. Yeah, you had way too many factions, and it was hard to keep up with who was in what. But that's probably why you have this whole, you know, list of people on your roster, and you don't know how, what to do with half of them and shit put like them in that. A lot, put so. them in a faction. Okay. 
I guess so. But here was the thing. Thunder launched that year as well. And Bischoff even says that Thunder really took a lot out of him and really started the downfall because, one, their production got cut. Two, they had no choice but to air Thunder. And it just it became a lot of the same. Which, here's my thing. Whenever he says, like, it's like he didn't want it to be a continuation of Nitro... I thought that's how we as fans looked at it anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like that's how we looked at SmackDown. Like, it was a continuation yeah. of what was going on Whatever on Raw. Whatever happened on Raw will continue over to SmackDown and vice versa. You Which was nothing wrong stories. with that to me. And actually, in all honesty, if you were doing monthly pay-per-views, if you played it smart, you can literally take a, a rivalry that would usually take uh, two to three months to build up yeah, and you can build that up in such a short time with every show. You'll have plenty of footage for uh, you know vignettes and whatever mm-hmm. have you, and you could do so much with it if you just played it right. What it was, and, and, and even um, Bruce Pritchard has said this: it's a burnout because you've got to come up with creative for every single show that you run. Well, that's what happened with Russo in WWE was that he was burnt out from writing Raw, and then all of a sudden he's got to go to SmackDown and Sunday Night Heat as well and stuff like that. So, yeah, he was burnt out, and I can understand that. Like, that happens with anyone. Um, And so, like, I understand why you have, like, a certain people write this and then certain people write this or something like that. But, you know, it is what it is. But 98 had some really good stuff. And let's not forget, that was WCW's most profitable year. Yes. Because they were selling out the venues. And these venues, Chris, these weren't your run-in-the-mill arenas. These were actual, like, they sold out stadiums for a Nitro. They sold out domes. They sold out the Georgia Dome with that. And that was before Goldberg and Hogan. Yeah. Now, that one was their biggest sellout, obviously. Which also took place in 98, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it did. That was that was uh, the Nitro. And their Nitro was, it was amazing Nitro. I only wished it would have been the pay-per-view that, that yeah. they had instead of it that. It still won the ratings against uh, Raw. And night. you know what? That If that is what your network wanted, then they succeeded at that. People can say they hit the panic button, they shouldn't have done this. Yeah, it's easy to look back and say that, but you have no idea what they were up against when it came when it came to Turner. Because exactly. again, and let's face it, Turner didn't want WCW. Only Ted Turner wanted it, but the company itself and AOL also they didn't want wrestling, which is still the dumbest thing to me. Because even when WCW sucked in two thousand. It was still their highest rated program. Yeah, it was. Like, even Tony Khan said it, and so did Eric Bischoff. Like, he was just like, we might have sucked, and it was terrible. But it, w- but we still were their hottest product on TNT, and yet they still didn't want us. Because it was like, it wasn't Hollywood, or it wasn't sports, or something. Was- A lot of dumb, redneck, inbred people watch wrestling. We don't want that demographic. And that was stupid because that was clearly not the fucking case when you have a global production. I'm glad the outlook on wrestling uh, has changed over time and people realize that that's not the demographic that watches wrestling. Yeah. But I'm serious, folks. Go and watch 1998 WCW. There's some good stuff. Now, there's obviously some stuff that is bad. The Hogan and Warrior thing, they never should have done that. We can criticize that all day long. There's other things, 
I still say DDP should have ended the streak of Goldberg. It would have been so much better. Um, I thought that, you know, the, I like the Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman idea on paper and everything. The execution wasn't yeah, bad. I did not like the Jay Leno shit. Yeah, the Jay Leno thing was just another money grab. Yeah, it it was, and I understand why they did it, but come on. Like, don't put him in the ring. He didn't need... And here's my thing. I, and JR brought this up, and I never thought about this. Why is it celebrities always look better than professional wrestling on a wrestling product? Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. I just That's don't get question. that. It's almost like uh, celebrity status overrides uh, somebody who's been doing this shit for years. I don't know, man. And then, of course, we can't forget about the rise of Jericho in WCW oh, when yeah. he had his heel turn. That's some of the greatest shit I've ever seen. In WCW, there's there was a lot of stuff that was good. There's a lot of stuff that was bad. But I mean, go and watch that, and then go and watch Monday Night Raw. You'll just be entertained for hours at that time. The Attitude Era was kicking off in full force, and everything like that. Stone Cold Steve Austin was and McMahon was like the hottest angle. Yeah, that was the hottest thing in pro wrestling at the time. It was, but you still. But here was the thing: they did not dominate in 1998 because. Here's what, the, when WWE, you know, when they do the Monday Night Wars saga, they make it seem like that night that they beat WCW with Austin versus McMahon live on Raw, they, they made it seem like at that point after that, they dominated WCW. That's not true. WCW, the very next week, won the Monday Night ratings. Yeah. And then they only won it, like, they kept trading back and forth. So they didn't win it all the time in 1998. No, they didn't come until 1999. They got really hot. Well, that was when in 1999, Bischoff was clearly, he didn't give a fuck at that point. He was done. He was burnt out and everything like that. And then that's when you have Bro come into the fold and shit like that. And that's for a different story. But, yes. but 1995 through 98 is just the best year. No. I'll take that back. I will go 1993 through 1998 are the best years of WCW. Yeah. That's the WCW I choose to remember and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, there's still some stuff that happened in the early 90s that were okay, but the Bill Watts era was boring as fuck. Um, the Jim Hurd era didn't even make sense. Um, the Dusty Rhodes era is great. I mean, I mean... Does he have outlandish ideas? Yes, but at least yeah. he had ideas. We're looking for a uh, Cactus Jack. <laughs> I know, that was great. That Everyone was great. says that was great, too. Like, that was good stuff. But, uh, Chamber of Horrors? <laughs> yeah, not so great. I will not be surprised, though, if they try to bring that back in, in WWE. Oh, God. Especially at the next Extreme Rules. And speaking of Extreme Rules, let's talk about the actual Extreme. Yes. ECW. Um, ECW! Sorry. That was absolutely horrible. You will get Kendo stick in the face, and then and it will get shoved up dry. your ass. And it will just... Yeah, anyway. Uh, so... Wow. Extreme Soul Championship playing. Wrestling! So, playing with my kendo stick because it's long and smooth. Gertner, coming after me? Well, well. Anyways. 
Anyways, Extreme Championship Wrestling. So, on what happened when with Tony Schiavone, uh, they had they've been they've actually been doing this for a while now. They'll take some episodes where they'll do ECW because Tony's never watched ECW. It was ECW Heat Wave 2000. It was live from Los Angeles, California. And that's a very pivotal statement there, and I'll get yes. to it in a minute, all right? Now, so they were talking about this show, and they were like, why are they doing this show? Nothing really happened at this show. Well, that's where you're wrong. It wasn't the most memorable card. There was some good stuff, like you had Jerry Lynn versus Steve Carino. That was good. Tommy, yeah. And the main event was Tommy Dreamer versus Just Incredible in a Stairway to Hell match. Which would have been great. Here is where the pay-per-view, though, turns really, really interesting. All right? So, at the time in L.A., California, and I didn't realize this promotion had been around then, XPW had just launched, I think, either that year or in 1999. It must have been in, two, it must have been in like, late 99 or something like that. I don't remember, but... They were based out of Southern California. And so apparently they, and they even put this on their website at the time, that they were going to raid ECW. Not raid it, but invade ECW. And they bought tickets and shit like that. And they were sitting on the front row, right? So this all comes to a head during the main event where Francine is involved. And one of the XPW women... Christy Mist, who is actually a porn star, was never in wrestling. She goes and she takes her top off. Not all the way off, like she had a bra on and stuff right. like that. But that took away from Francine's heat. <clears throat> and you know Francine, she wasn't going to take kindly to that. No. So she went and she either tried to say something to her or they scuffled right then and there. But then it looked like the XPW guys were going to try to, like, jump in or something like that. So security comes over and starts to try to break them up. And then guess who comes out? The entire. I'm not talking about one or two people or a couple of people. I'm talking the entire fucking ECW locker room along with Paul Heyman himself. Yes. And they all come, and they and a riot starts, basically. Like, like they basically fight to the outside, where a real-life brawl happens between these two companies. So there's about seven or eight XPW wrestlers out in the parking lot. Then there's about 40 ECW wrestlers, including New Jack, The Sandman, Sally, uh, Mont Sally Atagrano or something like that. Mm -hmm. Sal, big Sal, basically. Big Sal. Nunzio, uh, Blue Meanie, James Mitchell, Mikey Whipwreck, then Paul Heyman himself, and they all go out and they're basically beating the shit out of each other for real. And you can see on the on the event as this is happening. You could see the crowd start to fall out to the outside of the building because the brawl is happening out yes. there. And it completely stole the main event. Like, like oh, no one gave a it. fuck about the main event. Everyone, I got to see a clip of it earlier tonight before we started it. That has got to be the most interesting piece of film that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's w definitely one Even of them. Even Joel Gertner, who I just made a joke at, was in that crowd 
fighting alongside every other ECW. Uh, yeah, they did not give a fuck. They were standing up for ECW. Who, actually, which is really interesting, had Sabu. XPW did at the time because he fucking hated Paul Heyman at this point because, you know, he was cheated out of money and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he went to XPW and obviously became their top draw, which wasn't much. But they here's my thing. Who the fuck are you to invade ECW? Here's the thing. You could say that their TNN deal was shit like that. They were on a national TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Name me the channel that XPW was on. On demand. And that's it. And I don't even think they were really on that. No. The best of series was. Okay, yeah. cool. It was like an infomercial, <laughs> basically. Yeah, and and, and first class. They were shit, right? They were literally like like it's literally owned by a porn mogul. Rob Black owned Extreme Associates, is what it was called. And they were already apparently in trouble with a lot of, um, I want to say production companies or something like that. They, They were in trouble with the law, that's for sure, because they would already, like, okay, think about this. We're talking about porn, right? How far... Do you have to take porn to where porn industries are like, that's too far? Yeah. They literally looked at Rob Black's stuff. This was not XPW, although that went too far, obviously. But we're talking about his just porn videos. Yeah. That they literally said, no, that's too far. Hey, Jesus Christ, I lost count of how many. (laughs) It's just, and he did a lot of them like that. Yeah, I mean, they were known for pushing it. One of them I heard... And I'm not surprised at because it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen done in wrestling, which is they would simulate, sorry ladies, they would simulate rape, all right? Yeah. And yeah, there are some sickos that get turned on by that. I'm not talking about that. What I am talking about, though, is that in XPW, there was a scene where GQ Money and his band of goons break in to Rob Black's house, right? And then they take Lizzie Borden and proceed to basically reenact the clockwork orange scene in that movie. Wow, that is pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. That is creepy. Oh my god, I got an image in my head of that. I didn't want to see that. Oh. Yeah, it's terrible. That that They legit tried to do that. And then, yeah, so SPW, again, I'll say it till the day I die. That's one of the worst promotions I've ever seen in my life. WSX made more stars than XPW did. In its one season that it had. I mean, fucking Tyler Black is now with WWE. Name me one guy in XPW that's with WWE or AEW or any credible promotion. They had to start with uh, XPW, right? Maybe. Or they disappeared in it. Now, I will say this. In their later years, after ECW, you could make the argument, well, they got Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, and all these other people, even Vampiro and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that's true, but where else were they going to go at that time? There was nowhere else to go. There was nothing available at that time. So they had no choice. 
Yeah. But we're talking about when ECW was around, XPW tried to say that they were better than ECW. Are no. you fucking joking with me right now? That is the dumbest shit you could ever say. We're better than ECW. ECW was better before ECW even knew it was better. Yeah. For real. Like, I, it's just... But I will say that. That's one of the... Like, when I heard it described on what happened when, I had to go and check it out for myself, which is what we watched. And I was just like, oh my god, it's one of the most interesting things I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. And it was real. It wasn't scripted. But here's what's funny about that, right? So the parking lot brawl that they had, that security apparently, like, the cops were there. They did not break it up because they thought it was wrestling. <laughs> they thought it was a storyline. That's funny. How can you blame them? It seems like it, like what I just described sounds like a storyline, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. That's probably what it looked like, too. A bunch of wrestlers out there fighting in the street. Pretty sure cameras followed them. Let's, so. let's put it this way. Here's how bad XPW was. They couldn't sell out the bingo hall. <laughs> that ECW had. Everybody that I've known that's run the bingo hall has sold that bingo hall out. Yeah. Not XPW. They did not draw. They didn't draw flies to shit, and that's what they were with shit. Terrible. So <laughs> you would think the flies would be all around them. Anyways, like, all right. Let me just let me just paint this picture for you even more. One of the matches that they had in XPW was a raw sewage match, uh. and then not to mention the free fall event. That had yeah, a, well, it had that, but it also had a buck naked matchup where it's a bra and panties matchup. Although you have to go further, and of course you can't do that at an actual arena and stuff like that. So they so they put on the video. It said that's bullshit. The fans that night got cheated out of it, but you at XPW at home are not. And then they just put up a bunch. of women stripping Jesus. and, and doing, yeah, it's just porn at that point. Yeah, and then, of course, you had the infamous scaffold incident, which whoever booked that should go to prison along with New Jack. Yeah. Because you were not equipped for what could happen. Oh, I think they knew what they were doing. They knew it. They knew that it was going to be something that's talked about. And what's funny, that's the only thing from XPW anybody remembers. Yeah. Maybe Lizzie Borden spanking Major Guns as well. And, and that's Lizzie, sad well, I'm if, sorry. if you are. They remember Lizzie Borden. Yeah, because she was literally shoved down our throats. <laughs> Every which way but loose, which is what she was used to. <laughs> that was wrong. Anyways. It's Lizzie Borden. Yeah, I know. But she had no wrestling experience whatsoever. She was clearly a porn actress. And yet she was going over top women in the wrestling industry. And it was just stupid. Yep. Anyways, but, yeah, ECW Heatwave 2000. If you could go and watch the event, the event's not that bad, it's just still some good stuff, and that's the night that RVD did the uh, Van Terminator and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, name me one person that XPW made. I'll wait. You're going to be waiting for a very long time. There you go. Now, 
ECW. Oh, well, they made The Sandman. They made Public Enemy, Shane Douglas, Tommy Mikey Dreamer, Whipwreck. Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, there was this little Yoko Loco that they made. I, 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 I can't remember his name, but I think his initials were R-B-D. Mm-hmm. That's just naming a few. We keep going on. I could go on. Raven. I mean, like. Raven. Stevie Richards, uh, oh, Stevie oh, Amy. oh, oh. There's this other guy, too. Oh, man. I, I'm not sure, but I think I think his name was Taz. Taz? Yep. Uh, Chris Jericho. Dean Malenko. Eddie Guerrero. Chris Benoit. Like, they all got their start, and they actually made something of themselves. But if you went to XPW, good luck anybody trying to remember you. They had such stars there as Pogo the Clown, Homeless Jimmy, Supreme, which Supreme was actually pretty badass. Yeah. Vicious Vic Grimes, of course, and he went back and forth with XPW and ECW. And, yeah. I can't really name anybody else. But anyways, yeah. So that was XPW in a nutshell. But if you if you want to see this little incident, go on ECW Heatwave 2000. And Joey Styles even says it. He's he's like he's like it's a bunch of drunk fans out in the audience trying to take a shot at our real wrestlers or something like that. I was like, only you, Joey, only yeah, you. Only and even like Don Callis breaks character. And, like, says, get them, like, the fuck out of there. So does Dawn Marie, like, and she's in a heated feud with Francine at the time. But even she was just like, like get them out of here get and stuff here. like there. So, if you want to see some entertaining stuff, go and see that. And if you want to see some entertaining shit as well, we're about to do a watch-along of a promotion that spawned from XPW, but that was actually better, but sadly lasted Shorter than yeah. XPW. It's hard to it's hard to imagine, but it was on MTV. If that's why, if if that gives anyone a clue, but it's WSX Wrestling Society X, and it's our and it's our continuation of the series. It's the second episode coming up next right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. It's the SWM podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to TMB Studios. I am Christian Fury, a.k.a. Jay Garganis, and I am a host of the brand new series, WLW. We love wrestling with my co-host, Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard, as heard on The Shootout. We're going to get things fired up here real soon, so stay tuned. Be ready, because we love wrestling. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network, the SWM podcast. And it is time now for episode two of our discussion of Wrestling Society X and our watch-along of WSX. Of course, this again was the promotion that was on MTV for literally nine episodes and then a tenth one that never aired. And so literally on their DVD, it says the first and last season of WSX. (laughs) So uh, what's funny about that is XPW actually lasted longer, sadly, right? Isn't that fucking sad? That is pretty sad. 
<laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. It's episode two, and uh, again, it's going to be a little watch along here. Chris, are you ready, my man? I'm ready when you're ready, sir, uh, so we're going to... All right, well, I'm going to let you count it down, uh, Mr. TMB Studios. All right, we're getting ready to start. And you can find this, guys. Go to YouTube.com. Type in Wrestling Society X. It's going to be the first playlist you see. It's all the episodes. You're going to go to Episode 2, February 6, 2007. And we're getting ready to kick it off in 3, 2, 1. Let's play. Here we go. We got the... Uh the intro going here, the the little underground society that we're creating. Yeah, which again is not a bad idea. It's a nice thing. It's not. And then uh, we got three six mafia in the house tonight. Oh, three six mafia makes me think of Tech Nine. <laughs> when I was one and a two and a three and a four and a. Okay. Didn't I just uh, see Chris Claus a minute ago, like. You saw him, but but again, how did he get younger? Yeah. And we're getting some uh, previews from last week's episode. Where, of course, we had the contract uh, battle royal. I guess and I believe that's the main event tonight. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Chris Claus just said it right there. They are going to fight to crown a brand new ex. Or, or yeah. Don't you curse this name. Uh, I know, right? It's, it's from some Again, even though this only lasted one season, this was far better than XPW. Very much agreed. There's 3-6 Mafia in the house. Of course, doing their little shit. Oh, and that Juicy J! The ring has lights underneath it. Did That's you see true. that? I did see that. And it looks... Uh, oh, here comes a lot this different. cracked out motherfucker. Welcome to Wrestling Society X! None of you give a shit what's going on in this fucking ring tonight, but oh. you will feel the bang! Somehow he turned into DDP, and DDP never sued for this. <laughs> Coming to the ring is someone none of you know any fucking thing about! Because none of you know anything about wrestling, which is exactly the company I used to work for, and it's stopping my feet on the ground! Yeah, just the way he looks in this, I'm expecting to come out of his mouth and apparently Luke Hawks. Oh, uh, and uh, Luke Hawks, I know. Champion, which you, nobody cared. You no, know, but Luke Hawks is actually really good. Um, I'm not saying he's not, but what, you know, list his other accolades. Who gives a shit about the XPW part? Well, they do since they owned it. Apparently, <laughs> we're gonna shove it down your throats even after it's closed. Fuck and then look at that—he almost ran into the referee. That's and look the at the, re the look at the referee. Oh my clothes. god, the human tornado! <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Now look, PWG. The Rev Pro. Yep. Okay, so that makes sense. But I'm looking at this referee. Hey, now the Human Tornado. I remember this guy. This yeah, was like, I do but this was him. the first time I was ever introduced to him was because of uh, Wrestling Society X. So the referee looks like one of those strung out mechanics you would find in a Walmart. <laughs> He really does. Look at him. He's got the really loose gray shirt with the oil stains on oh, it. He's wearing that. tennis shoes. 
Now, the human tornado, you know, was amazing. Oh, yeah. He could do some things I've never seen before. Oh, and look at that. Nope, he's got the balls of steel. <laughs> he's got <laughs> the balls of steel. And that was not something WSX came up with, by the way. That is his. That was literally his gimmick. Was he's a pimp and he's got balls of steel. Yeah, that's crazy. But apparently his face and is not protected. Are the protected. turnbuckles covered in duct tape this week? Uh, why, yes, they are. Last week, they didn't have many turnbuckles. This week, they're torn, ripped, and covered in duct tape. But we have lights under the ring. <laughs> so, where does this money go? Oh, um, fuck the turnbuckles. We just want some lights under the I, ring. I don't know. I don't know what, but they managed it. Whoa, oh, look nice. at that. That was awesome. Head scissors take down by the human tornado. And here, here's the thing, too. I I like Chris Claus. He wasn't that bad. Oh, look at that. Whoa. Holy shit. He cleared the guardrail. Nice height on that one by the human tornado. Please sorry. don't do that. It just feels Please funny. don't. No, it does not. I'm sorry. I watched too much um, Insane Clown Posse when they did that movie. Okay. And that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Big Money Hustlers is what I'm talking about. Yes. Folks. Yes. And when Sugar Bear doo -doo 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 was training, that was what they said. Okay, let's get back to WSX here and what's going on in the ring. Uh, now what's Dolomite? This? <laughs> oh, nice swinging DDT off the top. Dolomite. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. And that quickies oh, won. And oh, oh, here comes... Here comes uh, Jesus. Which actually he's something different and I forgot what he was. But so he comes out to try to avenge what happened to his buddy uh, Chaos. Here comes his tag partner Chaos. And he's having trouble getting that ladder in there. And so <laughs> Chaos is coming in. Chaos and, uh, has a table. But here's what's funny. So he's coming out there to help say or, or to avenge what happened to chaos but chaos is the one who's coming out to help him now and here we go what's going on chaos going up on top and what in the world oh, oh where the hell was his partner that's a damn good question Almost oh, he was flirting with the mamacitas at ringside because that's what he does. Because they just thought, hey, you know that? Yeah. Do you know that guy Eddie Guerrero? Do what he does. Do what he does. You're not Latino. He, you're Latino. Hot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. This is Team Dragon Gate versus uh, I forget what they were called, but I believe it's Joey. Ro oh, well, we know these well, two guys. I definitely recognize uh, M Dog Twenty, Teddy Hart. And M Dog Twenty Matt Cross. You can find him in your local video store on Backyard Wrestling. Don't try this at home. Before his days in uh, Independence, I was about to say he definitely has come a long way. He definitely did. He took his uh, craft and actually perfected it. Especially after he got eliminated on Tough Enough by yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> in the second episode, which I thought was bullshit. Yeah. We don't want this backyard guy in WWE. No, apparently he didn't show him, uh, like, at the time. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I, I don't know. That's crazy. But, All right. anyways. Here we go. More lights under the ring and duct tape turnbuckles. Who cares? Just, oh, wow. 
I'm sorry. He does look like too disturbed. I'm sorry. Actually, no, he didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes! Yes! That's I Joey Ryan! I did not realize that that was Joey Ryan. That was Joey Ryan. Did you see? I've never seen an announcer do that. I'm going to do that in my next announcing gig. <laughs> I'm going to do that. If someone, if we have Sugar Dunkinson on the show, I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, Lord, he'll never come back on the show ever again. I know. Pineapple oh Pete God. will not come back on here if you do that. Oh, my God. You'll probably was... have Chris Jericho call and call us stupid idiots who are even doing that. Well, that would... Not be such a bad thing, in Actually, my opinion. No. But uh, Shug, come on the show, please. Okay, anyway, stop. Look at young Joey Ryan. That's Joey Ryan. That is Joey Ryan before he got his own promotion and then had it shut down. <laughs> yeah, an actual gimmick, but this was... Well, he, he still... I mean, he developed a lot of the things, obviously, that, that he did in the ring later on with this character, but yeah, this is, they're known as the Disco Machine. Well, that and 70s I forget. team is what they're called on Oh, here. that 70s team. Okay, never mind. Oh, I guess that's what the other guys called as Disco Machine. I that, forget. That's Team Dragon Gate. I know that. I said his partner, you... I don't care. That Anyways. 70s team, I just surprised this. I never remembered I know Yoshida, though. Look at that. That's one of the fastest people I've ever seen in wrestling. Oh, of course. Like, he's faster than, like, Rey Mysterio was. And Rey Mysterio work. was fast. But look at this. Damn. That's turnaround. He <laughs> just was like, fuck it. <laughs> and, of course, the crowd outside has no fucking clue what's going on. Oh, he's got his inhaler. Yes, he's got his inhaler. And, yes, he still does that to this day. Well, I don't know about nowadays, but that's a different story. But might not be an inhaler he sucks on. It's Joey Ryan we're talking about here. Yeah, that's <laughs> what in the hips kicking in the stomach. Double team now. Drop to oh, that was a beautiful. Yeah, before right there. before you can even blink, you don't even know what hit you. Drop like. to a hole right into a baseball. I'm pretty sure to. a lot of the referees too are the referees that they had at XPW. I'm guessing. Okay. Well, the referee in this one, the other guy looked like he was from Walmart. This one looked like him from Pet Boys. <sighs> they literally, why are they dressing the referees like that? Why are you shitting on like mechanics? That? I'm not shitting on mechanics. I'm shitting on these referees. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God. Well, folks, if your TV screen or computer screen didn't go out from that, then uh, consider yourself. Oh, lucky. my God. He even pinned him and it went. <laughs> Over See? the top. And a poncha. Like, that's really that impressive from uh, what we've seen already in this That's book. a nice slam. And he Kick did not get two, it. Right into the guardrail. The one thing I do miss are those guardrails. It's very rare I see any promotion have the metal guardrails Not unless anymore. you're in it, but he got him. He got him. That 70s team is your winners of this contest. And this would evolve into a storyline with... Uh, Team Dragon Gate. But then they broke the disco ball. Oh, my God. Look at him. He doesn't know what to do. He's like, no, my disco ball. Here we go. Up, up next, next, the main event. event. Yes. Vampiro versus Six Pac. 
This is I don't give a shit who puts this on. This is gonna be good. Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. And someone apparently uh wants to let me know that uh I need to stop talking trash about the mechanics in the NW Wrestling Society. So I love the promo because I remember this. That's White Trash Johnny Webb, who uh <laughs> who who was in XPW and uh, this is funny because he he goes, I expect them to have long-term goals, expect it to be athletic and everything, or something, and he goes, yet uh, they don't. And I was like, that's so funny. So, yeah, I love how, too, at the time, they're also, I think they're partially owned as well with uh, Comedy Central, so I guess they could do this, Trailer Park Boys, but... Trailer Park Boys probably suit them for this. Probably did. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, we're back. Chris Kloss and Brett Ernst. I don't know what qualifies Brett Ernst to be. Was he Was he a local guy? I mean, he does look like he might have like wrestled in like the Independence or something like I'm this. I'm not really sure. There's the belt. And I can't even see it. Because the dumbass is just running around. What the fuck? Okay, was someone having was a meth out? Yes. Was somebody just like, like tripping on acid They were there handing out free like meth at the door. We gotta get you excited somehow. Six Here pack. he comes, six pack. Where the hell is he entering from? I don't know. How did they get there, too? Is, I is don't my know. Question. They said some party bus or something that's got the windows busted out of it. It's an old school bus painted up. I don't Maybe know. Maybe tape on the side. Because that apparently... Jesus Christ. Will you turn that fucking thing off? They're telling me to shut up and quit talking trash. <laughs> I'll talk what I want. I own the fucking company. <laughs> Alright, Vampiro's coming out. Where did he come from? And Why is there like strobe lights? On the back of a wall. I don't know, but he looks really, really good right here. Does Blood he not? in the air. Triple H, fuck you, I don't care. What the fuck? He did that? <laughs> I know, I just felt like saying it. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Not a damn thing. Okay, there's the belt. Is that a skull? That's actually a pretty cool looking belt, I'm not cool gonna lie. Belt. That's a good I I'm like that belt. Steve Austin did. Is there a oh, casket? That's a casket. Okay, we have a smoking skull belt. We have a casket. Makes <laughs> you wonder Bro, I got an idea. <laughs> what if we like made a smoking skull belt, but not really? I a swear skull. to God, if you try to take my Vince Russo impersonation from me, Chris. That's fucking brilliant. I will bury you out in your own backyard. Oh, spit right in the Speaking eye. Speaking of taking somebody's shtick. <laughs> what the fuck? X-Pac with the mist in the face. No, that was water. Whatever. They still spit it. Vampiro <laughs> did it first. But here we go. This is going to be good. I don't oh, care yeah. what anyone says. These two can work. Oh, oh look at that. Nice. A beautiful spin Ooh. kick. Yeah. Well, it was more of a knee. Into the section, but it nonetheless was... It was a kick to the midsection. Uh, you know what? Anybody watching this, uh, if you want to take the argument to social media for us, was it a spin kick or a spinning knee? Put your comments on uh, our Facebook page. Anyways. 
So this matchup is still going on. And here we go. This is our main event, too. Oh, it's Bronco Buster time. If you notice, the pace of this match is actually a little bit slower than the other two. Well, that's because these school. guys know how to work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's I'm like, just, we know how to tell a story. Like well, this. that, too, and it's it's the main event. You oh, know, and he you, caught him you by have the throat. To. Here we go. Off the ropes. A kick oh, the there we go. Vampiro. I always thought one of the most underrated talents in this business. Agreed. You imagine if he would have made his way to ECW before he went to WCW, if it would have been a different scenario? Maybe, but apparently he was. I thought he showed up for like a one-off thing for them, but it never like amounted to anything. I know he wrestled in AAA quite a bit. Well, yeah, that's where he that's where he really became famous and was like had that famous feud with Conan, which still to this day they sell. Yeah, it's like freaking amazing. And here we go. Oh, look at Six Pac. He actually caught him. It looked like he kind of power bombed him a bit. Yeah, it did. I thought he caught him and power bombed him, but that might he have didn't. Been the original spot, but it looked like it might. By have the way, bombed. again, you can pick, so in X. God, Lord. WSX. In WSX, in WSX, you can actually pin them wherever you would like, apparently. Like, there are no rules in any type of matchup. Exactly. Now they're out here. They broke through the barricade. Oh! Nice. Joey Ryan felt that in the back. Shut up. He just... Get up! You gotta birth me a kid! It just... It just... He just launched him into the ring post there. Oh, yeah, well, he came back. Table. How do you come back so fast from your balls getting shoved into a ring post? Uh, I, I don't know. X-Pac has balls of steel. Nope, that's the human tornado's gimmick. <laughs> What's he got in mind here, though? Well, apparently it was too slow to get off. It is oh, a tornado DDT into the table! Pinfall. One, two, no. Kick out. A kick out by Vampiro. I like how that was set up, though. He climbed up on a turnbuckle and walked right into his arm. Rolling him back in the ring. Because that matters here in WSX. Yep. Got to pin him on the duct tape. I'm serious. You in the, the duct tape. I get it, I, but God knows. Whoa, that was an impactful X Factor. I mean, or would that be a still are turnbuckles that just wrapped them in duct tape. I'm talking tape. about the mat. The mat? Yeah. The mat reminds me of Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Before or after? In between. Uh, <laughs> wait, we're on the outside. Here we go. The casket. Low blow. Oh, low blow. Here we go. Oh, is he going for a tombstone? Into the casket! Oh, the casket exploded! Ah! Maybe they should have hired you on to do the announcing. <laughs> with, Chris, with Chris Gloss? With Chris Gloss. Wait, who got the pin? We're about to find out who won. Oh, is it? Is it? And who is it? It's Vampiro! 
Vampiro is your brand new WSX champion, folks. What a scene! From the mouth. What a scene! Okay, I don't, I don't give a shit who puts it on. That was a good. Yeah, that, that was, was a good, actually really good. And that was a good show. That was a really good show. I thought. Did, did what you think about it, Chris? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, this time there was actually more matches involved than last time. You had three matches. And this time... The last time you had two matches. Yeah. Count Chocula. Ha, ha, ha. But yeah, though, um, the first match led into it really well. Yeah. And then, um, you know, wasn't too long, wasn't too short. Second matchup, again, I'm still surprised that that was Joey Ryan. I didn't realize he uh, actually got his, Yeah. I guess you could say... Uh, First taste of television with Wrestling Society X. Yeah, I knew, I, I, I knew that he did, um, but yeah, it, it's almost a forgotten point. Yeah, and then you roll into uh, the main event, and it's two seasoned veterans telling a story. Even though it's like a compacted story, it was still very I was about to say, those are two guys that can work and yeah. stuff like that. And plus, like, Sean Walton was like one of the best workers ever in the business. Agreed. Like, you know, so and then of course you had Vampiro, and it was just yeah, that was a good it was a good main event, man. And I believe everyone like left talking about the main event. I even liked the ending to that with the exploding casket. That was <laughs> I, I kind of like that. Realize that he liked it from the way he reacted to it on here. I only reacted how Chris Kloss does that shit. I remember when I saw like XPW, like that was what he did, and then like. And I did, and I always wondered if that was the same guy. I was like, I was like, he sounds like him. But then I heard his signature scream, and I was like, okay, that's definitely him. Yeah. So that's why I did that. <laughs> and hey, I actually did pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, pretty loud. But that was episode two of WSX Wrestling Society X. We're going to be doing episode three next week here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And I hope you all enjoyed that episode. And again, you can find this entire series on YouTube. It's not an official YouTube page or anything like that. But still, it kind of makes you wonder why they don't just do that. Might as well just, like, make it, you know, and just have those episodes and people... Yeah, I don't even think MTV them. has it on their website anymore. Oh, no, they don't even acknowledge it. What no, are you talking, like, about? talking about? And which is, which is so sad because, to me, they missed out on a huge cash opportunity for them. Yeah, very much so. And they had a lot of talent. I mean, again, think about this. This is what's so funny to me about WSX. W WSX was only around for a season, yet they made more stars there than XPW did in its entire existence. <laughs> very, very <laughs> so, true. Very, very true. So, but I, I liked it uh, and everything like that. It, oh, my God. The announcer had me die. When he did the fucking... Uh, the disco thing? The disco, oh, my God. That was the funniest thing. I, I You know... I would never like an announcer doing that, and I remember when I first heard him, I was just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But I don't know. For some reason, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. So, anyways, that was WSX Episode 2, with the main event being for the XP, or I'm sorry, for the WSX, WSX. Championship. Uh, good Lord. I mean, they're again, they were... 
done by the same people, so it's hard. And they let you know that they have wrestlers from XPW. I was about to say, like, like they let you know that. So, but uh, it was for the WSX Championship, Vampiro versus Six Pac. It is an awesome matchup. I I did like it, and uh, yeah, that's it though for uh, for WSX this week. We'll be right back to wrap things up here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, SWN. Hey folks, it's me, Caleb Stovall here, and I am not here to talk about wrestling. I am here to talk to you about my brand new podcast called Power Rangers Go. That's right, it's going to be all about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And not just Mighty Morphin, but all Power Rangers. We're going to go through the entire Power Rangers universe. And by we, I'm going to be joined by my co-host each and every single week, the ace of everything superhero homie Q, Quentin Ficklin, will join me right here to discuss everything Power Rangers right here exclusively on TMB Studios. I can't wait and may the power protect you all. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and this has been another exciting edition of the SWN Podcast. Yeah, right? Exciting is a little bit of an understatement. I mean, I, I would say this was like one of our more fun episodes. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun watching Wrestling Society X. And again, I, I know like... how to promote and do work. Right? Right? You said I suck at wrestling. I entertain! That's what I do! Well, I'm totally entertained. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> like the million dollar man. <laughs> that was a disgrace. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. See, I did my that. job. I'm okay. supposed to be disgraceful. Well, you definitely did it. Anyways. It's a disgraceful, Chris Dickens. You exceeded. You should get a raise. <laughs> I know. You hear that, Caleb Kitchens? You should get a raise. <laughs> it's not in your fucking company. I should get a raise. He doesn't... He doesn't even give a... He, you keep dodging his job. I ain't dodge shit! He ain't answering the call. Hey, <laughs> bring, bring. Who's this? It's Chris Dickens on the phone. Caleb Kitchens, where are you? I'm evolving. Oh, okay. No problem. Stupid! Yeah, but every time I have him scheduled to come on this goddamn thing, who doesn't show up? Caleb Kitchens. <laughs> he's evolving. He's going to cut a promo on you on Evolve Review. Anyways. Okay. Because he's evolving. <laughs> Anyways. I'm still here. Anyways. Yeah, in your mind. Anyways. That's here we good. go. Uh, it, that is it, though, for this week of the Stovall Wrestling Network. Again, check out the horror show at Extreme Rules and Slammiversary, because we're going to talk about those. Most of Slammiversary. Yeah, we're going to talk about what's going on at Fight for the Fallen 2 on the next episode as well. Yes. And we'll cover whatever else is going on in the world of what we all love, professional wrestling. And then, of course, we're also going to do another watch-along of episode four. Or no, I'm sorry, three. You tried to jump the gun. You saw that, guys. Yeah, I know. I tried to. There he, anyways, 
episode three of WSX Wrestling Society X. That's been a fun watch. And again, I liked Wrestling Society X. I thought that it should have lasted longer. And that's what we're kind of talking about when we're watching this stuff and everything like that. So uh, a lot of good stuff happening here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And of course... This can be found exclusively on TMP Studios, where you can also get The Bite, The Shootout, The Chris Dickens Experience, and Chatter City, and among other programs as well, especially one of my favorites, Why We Love Wrestling as well. And also, you can get my other podcast, the brand new Power Rangers Go podcast that is me, the host Caleb Stovall, and I am joined as always by the man, the superhero homie Q, the ace of the morphing grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin, who gave us a shout-out on Superhero Homie. So that thank you for that, uh, Quentin. And also check him out on the Superhero Homies podcast as well, wherever you can get your podcasts and stuff like that. And we are going to be talking, coming up, a very big episode of Power Rangers Go. It's finally that time where we've all... Or that everyone has been waiting for. It is the green with evil. And yes, that is where we introduce Tommy into the fold. The greatest Power Ranger of all time cannot even be denied at this nope. point. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. But as far as the Stovall Wrestling Network, Chris, I believe it's about that time. Yep, got to hit the light switch. Make sure the bills aren't running up high in the studio. And... We're going to end this episode, but we're coming back next week. Yeah, and hopefully we can afford a better air conditioning. Well, I mean, we got to be hot. Otherwise, we ain't going to be hot on the air. <laughs> anyway. Send me your money, Spotify shit. I know. Give us that Joe Rogan contract. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. But, anyway. But Corey Graves, we're the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, we are done here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. And remember, everyone, happy wrestling out there, everyone. We'll see you next time. Peace!